I got locked in my apartment yesterday. Welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. I'm Jason Evans, and with me is Kyler Clapp. How's it going, Kyler? It's going. It's going. You got out of your apartment. Thankfully, you know, I was worried because we only have one window on the bottom floor, and I thought, you know, I'm going to look like I'm breaking into my own apartment. (laughs) Even though you're climbing out. You don't know people's perspectives, you know? Yeah, you know, people will think what they, whatever they whatever want to think, want. I guess. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Kyler, we're missing somebody today. Kyle, unfortunately, cannot make it. He's Rip. taking care of his Rest fatherly... Oh. <laughs> My goodness. He's taking care of his fatherly duties. And uh, unfortunately, when we uh, scheduled this time to record, he was unable to make it. And so, as you mentioned, off air... Uh, off air... And as you mentioned off air, uh, Kyle is the funny one. And yeah. so this episode will not be funny. So we apologize. We apologize in advance. Well, Kyler, uh, it's, been a, it's been a great couple of weeks. We've kind of kicked off the year for the Create Initiative. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we had our first round of gatherings with uh, Michael Bergstrasser. And uh, you were able to be there on Monday the 13th in mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. And what do you think? Man, it was good. He talked a lot about um, leading with nothing and leading with everything and just talking about how practice makes patterns. And in like the seasons of nothing, what are you doing with it? It was very, it was packed. It was very, I don't know, a good adjective for. <laughs> well, you took notes. For- I did. I had, like It was just very informative and very practical because um, a lot of times I think the seasons of nothing are very intimidating, like the seasons of doing things behind the scenes. So. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, he did a great job. Michael uh, did did a wonderful job. He packed a lot of information in a in a short kind of kind of short package, and you know he talked about the life of David and the the seasons that that David experienced from being a shepherd boy to becoming king, and uh, what he learned along the way and how he used what he learned. Uh, you know, it's something we can apply to our lives. And so uh, it was just awesome. We had a great turnout at both Oklahoma City and Tulsa. So mm-hmm. hopefully if you were there, you enjoyed it. And uh, if you weren't there, uh, we would love to see you at our next one, which will be at the end of March. And uh, that'll be a fun time. So uh, we'll, we'll have more information about that in the weeks to come. But um it was just it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. There were cookies. There were cookies. Uh, there were Coffee. cookies in Oklahoma City. Oh, I'm there so were, sorry, Tulsa. There were pastries that nobody ate in Tulsa. Uh, but where from Panera? Yeah, but it Panera wasn't pastries are quality. Well, they are. It was the uh, the people who were on the the uh, oh. various fasts of the new year. We got the Daniel. We got the only water. We got what are the other ones? Oh, I mean, there's all the social media ones, which don't involve food. That's consecrating. Oh, is that, Mm -hmm. what's the difference? Fasting's for food. But consecrating is? To set something aside. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, that's great. Uh, This is very unspiritual of me to say, but uh, I don't, I just don't look into it that much. Celebration of discipline. Well. Foster. Yep. He, he, he wrote the book on it quite literally, so. 
It'll yeah. be in the, the notes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this podcast we'll put, it, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it was a good time. And even though people were, are fasting, I, I do. I, I made a crack about uh, the Daniel fast, but I do. Uh, I love seeing people do things they feel like they are, are important and a way to get back to God. And so uh, I definitely believe in fasts. Me too. Um, I just wish somebody would have ate the pastry. You could have got vegan ones, then they would have ate the Do pastries. they have those? I'll get those next time. Whole Foods has everything. Okay, we'll do Whole Foods next time, even though nobody's fasting. We'll, we'll make <laughs> yeah, them... just to prove. Yeah. Just to prove we're paying attention. <laughs> we're paying attention, so... Oh, man. But it was great, and we hope you had a good time. And uh, we'll we'll be back at it in March. And uh, Kyler, we, we've got a great guest lined up today. And uh, this, if I can be honest, this is one of my probably favorite interviews, but it has nothing to do with the Create Initiative. Um, Jeremy Mitchell is the creative director for the online devotional, She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth. And uh, he's been there, uh, he hasn't been there a real long time, but he's been there long enough to be able to talk about uh, what it's like to, to work with teams and, uh, and, and really just kind of direct uh, the overall look for uh, an organization. Have you are you familiar with yeah with they have a really big online presence like i've seen a lot of she reads true stuff their graphics their blogs so i'm excited yeah yeah and so we talk about that jeremy uh, has a design background he's uh, got his own podcast now and uh, kind of we ended up talking quite a bit about it is uh, he has a little side gig that now is pretty much a full-blown uh, company called Mitchell Bat Company, and this started back in 2013. And uh, he tells a story about it. It's really kind of cool. So, um, if if you've ever been interested in just pushing go on a side project, uh, you'll definitely want to pay attention in this interview. So, let's just get to it. Here is Jeremy Mitchell. Um, no spoilers, but it is about baseball bats, not the animal bats. Just to clarify. Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, just to get things started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're at, and uh, what you do? Yeah, so I, I am uh, physically at uh, my house right now um, in Nashville, Tennessee, um, born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, I'm a designer, and I run Mitchell Bat Company, and I have for uh, I'm in my seventh year, so we, we just we just surpassed um, our seventh Christmas, and um, I'm also the creative director at She Reads Truth slash He Reads Truth. You know, you you mentioned that you are a designer, and uh, if you can kind of take us back a little bit, where did that that initial impulse come from to to figure this out and to learn how to do it? Yeah, and so I've always sort of been artistic, um, you know, even as early as like kindergarten and even prior to kindergarten, I've always been, um, a kid that would make things, uh, with his hands and, you know, Legos and drawings and, um, making things out of clay and painting rocks and, and then trying to sell that stuff to people. And so I, I've always kind of had like a, an entrepreneurial spirit as well, in addition to the arts. And so I, I, uh, went all through high school, you know, taking art classes and stuff. And when it came time to pick a major, uh, to go to school, I wanted to go to school for art. And my older sisters were like, nah, there's no money in that. So you, you should go to school for marketing. Cause I was also doing a lot of marketing things in, in high school. And so, um, 
97 is when I, you know, went to college and that's exactly when the Titans came or, you know, 96, 97 is when the Titans were coming and the Predators and things. And so I thought I was going to be, um, like a Jerry Maguire type person in sports. Like I, that's what I wanted to do. And that's, that's kind of why I, I took that route. And I did, I did some sports work, um, with the senior PGA, like during college and a little bit after college. And, and I realized like, Oh, I don't, I don't think I want to do this, um, in this way. And, um, and I had a few friends that, that were designers in, in college and it didn't really hit me until like my very last semester, like I'm about to graduate and I meet all these friends that are designers and they're, you know, they're pursuing a design career. And I went to their like final show and I, and I saw them, what they'd been up, up to for four years. And, uh, I, I felt like, I felt like I had made a huge mistake <laughs> by not going into design. And it really wasn't until I met my wife that, um, she's a designer as well. And at the time when I met her, um, I was in a band, um, the Jeremy Mitchell band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I needed some CD packaging and I, I, I of course didn't know how to do it because I wasn't a designer and didn't take any classes or didn't know anything about any of it. And so I hired her to, to design my CD cover and, um, this was in like 2003. So okay. yeah, 17 years ago. And so, um, when I met her, she, you know, designed this cover for me and through that whole process of, of watching her, uh, use her computer and these programs and stuff, it got me really excited about design. And I was like, man, could I learn this? Could, is this easy? And she's like, it's not easy, but you can learn it. And so she, for, you know, step one was to buy a computer, which I didn't have one at the time. And, um, yeah, so I bought a laptop and, and she like taught me how to use Photoshop. And I was, since then I was like off to the races and, um, started making, started making posters and buttons and stickers and t-shirts and all these things for my band. And then that got me, um, freelance clients, uh, from other bands. And so, uh, that's, that's kind of how I got into design just because I, I hired my wife to, to make this thing for me. And here we are. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's funny how there's just uh, almost always one kind of just small trigger that, you know, oh, yeah. we'll just, we'll just set you, uh, in, in a direction. Maybe you didn't know that you were going to go and you know that, so is, have, have things expanded beyond design? And I know you mentioned art and things like that. Like have you dabbled with video or any of that kind of stuff yet? Yeah, I've kind of, kind of dabbled in, in everything. And, and, uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, yeah. but, um, I'm for, I'm 41, I'm 41 years old. And, um, since that day, you know, in, in 2003, I've done music design, um, uh, mostly print. Um, and then when MySpace came out, I learned HTML and CSS Okay, and I learned how to like reskin MySpace pages. And I didn't, I didn't even know that I was doing web design. Yeah. Um, that I, I just, I just knew that I could Google some code and then paste that code into the back end, and it would change things on the front end. And then, so, um, I got better at code. And so I started, you know, I got, I got, I was started getting jobs like coding websites, WordPress websites, and I would, I would, uh, you know, write action script. And, and so I went from print design to web design and then that, you know, turned into, 
uh, iOS applications. And so I started learning, um, UX and UI for, um, iOS devices and the iPad came out and it was just all of these things started at the time when I w- I felt like I hit the scene right before all of this tech happened. And so, um, it was just a constant state of discovery. And then through, um, you know, different jobs and different things, you know, I, I, you know, I ask if we can, you know, buy a camera, buy a video camera, I'm interested in learning video. And so I learned how to, you know, shoot video and, um, in turn, you know, learning how to record audio and then starting a podcast. And, and so it, it, it's, it's come really full circle, um, with my new job at She Reads Truth because we do, um, you know, we, we put out 30 books a year. And so now I'm kind of back into the print world. Um, but we're a small team we're 25 people. And so, um, and I'm the creative director. So if I want a video for something marketing related, guess who has to make it? I have to shoot it because we don't have a video person. And so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm leading a team, but I'm also producing, um, the podcast and I'm also, uh, working with video and I'm working with the marketing director. And so my, my career looking back on it, you know, I've, I've had all these jobs that were specifically doing one thing at a time, but collectively it's kind of what I do every day now, uh, which is, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. And I'm sitting here, a lot of our, our listeners are people who work in the local church. And uh, sometimes, you know, that leads you to be kind of the uh, all, all inclusive media person. So, you know, I I imagine that journey is relatable to a lot of people who might be listening. It's definitely relatable to me. Um, That's I, my background was straight up video and sports broadcasting, things like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, slowly, it went from, you know, live production to just, you know, video storytelling to design to print to, you know, and now it's with my, my job, I kind of, it sounds very similar. You just kind of oversee all of that and you got to push yeah. the buttons when you got to push the buttons, you know? <laughs> right. And all that stuff, you know, when I launched Mitchell Batco in 2013, like all of that, all of that experience, um, came in very handy, um, especially, you know, when it came to launching a website, launching an e-commerce website, launching, um, you know, marketing material and video and social media and, and learning how to do all these things that I've learned at jobs, various jobs at different, different stages of my career. Um, and so when it came time to launch the Batco, uh, you know, we had my, I'm a creative director and so is my wife. And so we had two full-time creative directors that weren't getting paid. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of like the, the joke is like, we we're a startup with two creative directors that don't ask for money, um, which is a gift, but it's, you know, it's our time. Yeah. You know, if I, if I had to go and pay for, pay for all this stuff, like, you know, we'd be, you know, in debt and in, in, in the hole. Yeah. Um, and that's, and then that's why I think it, it grew so fast. So, so quickly, um, is because it, you know, we, we get paid to make things look legit and it looked legit from, from day one. Yeah, it, it most definitely did. And, and, and since you kind of brought up Mitchell back company, um, I've, I've kind of heard you, uh, I think maybe it was a, a video from uh, creative mornings. You kind of told the story. Um, and, uh, you, you talk about, when you started the company, when you actually launched it, I mean, obviously there was a lot of behind the scenes that nobody knew about. Um, but could you tell us a little bit about that, that what it was that made you say like publicly, Hey, we're here. (laughs) Um, 
I think about that often too. I, it, it, it was so just, um, serendipitous in that it was the, it was the right product at the right time. And I barely planned it. Um, it was, it was very spur of the moment, but it was, I, I, I'd been thinking about doing something, something related to baseball bats in stripes and painting and doing something like that. It only took me, um, it was like August, like August of 2013 is when I kind of had this vision, um, to, to do this. And that all came from working, working for, on a project for a skateboard company called Salem town board co. And they paint uh, stripes on, uh, they paint stripes on skateboards and they, um, you know, work with their hands and, and, and that just really, inspired me, uh, you know, seeing them do that over and over again, inspired me. And so like from, from August to, you know, September and then October, um, I had just had this like recurring vision of like, man, I would, I would, I would love to paint these bats and I don't know how I'm going to do it. But, um, I know that the idea is there, the idea is on paper. And I, I, I was, I was drawing these baseball bats at the time. And, um, and so I told my wife the idea and I said, I have an idea. And usually when I say that, my wife is like, oh no, <laughs> what, what is it now? Because like I have an idea every, every 10 days, it seems like. Yeah. And, um, and that a lot, a lot of that has slowed down a lot, um, with kids and with, you know, my, my job is, 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 uh, takes a lot out of me and, and Mitchell bat takes a lot of me, a lot out of me as well. And so there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of room for new ideas, except for, I will tell you a, a new idea that I, that I had, that I launched, uh, on Christmas day. I'll tell you about it later. It's called Mitchell sporting co. Okay. Um, just remember to ask me that a little bit later, but anyway, um, so I, I told her the idea. I said, I, I want to paint baseball bats and I'll, I want to put stripes on baseball bats. And, um, that's, that's the idea. And she was like, well, how, how are you going to do that? I'm like, I, I have no idea, but I know that it's going to look cool. And, um, and she said, well, why don't you wait until after Christmas to launch this. And this, this was around October, October 1st or so. And, um, and so we just had our second baby girl. And so we, ha- you know, if you have kids, you can relate like a, a two month old, you know, you're not sleeping and there's no extra time for, for much of anything except for just making sure that your kids are okay and going to work and feeding yourself. And, um, and so I said, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll wait. And so in the meantime, I, you know, kept thinking about it and it was just one of those things. It's like, man, I can't stop thinking about this. this is crazy. And so, um, I'm sitting on my couch, October 30th, 2013. I'll never forget it. Watching the world series and it's the Red Sox versus the Cardinals. And it was cool because, you know, baseball is one of those sports that it's, it's not a, it's, it's not an every person sport. Mm-hmm. Like you're a baseball person or you're not. Yeah. Um, it's not like the Super Bowl where everyone on that one day watches football. Um, baseball is like, you know, over a hundred games per season and per team. And it, it's people call it a boring sport. And I disagree because I love baseball. And so um, at the time, baseball was getting a lot of press because the Red Sox were playing the Cardinals and those are like two really old teams. And they were, um, the Red Sox were slated to probably win the world series at Fenway park, which is the oldest ballpark, uh, in major league baseball, second to Wrigley field. It's the oldest one. Um, and 
so it, it was it was an exciting time for baseball, and I think that's why it had the sort of very fast um, success. It got a lot of press. Um, I launched it uh, publicly on October 30th, like I said, and it was during the seventh inning stretch of the World Series that I I built a website basically with two bats for sale. I got the URL. We'd already kind of had a logo in 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 works. Um, we knew we wanted to call it Mitchell, so that we had all these like pieces that were like established already. Um, of like you know, me conversations between me and my wife were like, okay, well, what what should we call this? If we do this, like when we do this, what should we call it? And Kathy was like, my wife was like, why don't you just call it Mitchell? Um, because you already have. Because I had a logo that was made by Matt Lehman. Uh, he's like the best logo person ever. Um, it was a script. It said Jeremy Mitchell. It was like my personal logo mm-hmm. that he had created like a year and a half before. And so she was like, just take off the Jeremy and use this, use the Mitchell script. And, um, if you Google that, you can probably find it if you, you know, on the web somewhere like Jeremy Mitchell logo. Um, and so I was like, all right, great. Cause that's already kind of a baseball kind of theme. And so we had a logo and we had these PSDs, these mock-ups that I had been creating. Um, and then I created a website really fast during the seven things stretch and I launched it. Um, then I went to Instagram and started an Instagram account and started telling people about it and reaching out people that were at the game and just one after the other, just liking all these photos and watching the game and just going back and forth. And it just created this like, um, community almost like really fast. And literally four days later, we sold our first two bats Mm -hmm. to the same guy. He bought, he bought two bats. And, um, I, I, I was just blown away by that because like I was thinking I was going to have like six months uh, to like learn how to paint a bat and even get a bat. Cause I didn't, I didn't have any of this stuff. Okay. Like, I had, I had sales. Yeah. I, so I launched a bat company without bats. Yeah. That's, I, um, I, I was wondering that as you're telling the story, I was like, did you even have any product actually? No. It, but you didn't have anything purchased. Nothing. So wow. it was like super risky um, to do this because we didn't have anything. And then, so we, we made this first sale and I'm like, this, what, do, what am I supposed to tell this guy? Cause I, it, the website said it would take six to eight weeks to get a bat, but he's talking about wanting this before Christmas mm-hmm. and it, here it is October, here it is almost November. And now I got to figure this out. And, and so through like, people and asking people and talking to people, I, I found someone, um, who could supply some bats for me. And so that's a relationship that's been going on since the beginning. Um, and so I, so then I, you know, step one, get the bats, <laughs> step two, paint the bats. And then, um, in that whole like f- scramble to find, um, product, um, ESPN.com reaches out to me this is two weeks, two weeks after I launched this thing. So this is like November 14th. Um, and I've told this story a bunch of times. So I, I've gone back uh, in my inbox to find the actual email to make sure that I have the dates right. And sure enough, it's like two weeks later. And the email was like super short. And it was like, hey, I love your bats. I'd love to feature them on ESPN.com for Black Friday. <laughs> and he's, you know, this guy is a, is a writer for, for sport, uh, sorry, ESPN and, and um. And so I responded back and I was like, okay, what do you need? And he's like, send me high res photos. And I didn't have high res <laughs> photos because I didn't have painted back. I didn't have product. Yeah. And so, so we had to quickly, 
um, get some stuff put together for, for that, um, for that launch of that, uh, black Friday gift guide. And it's just been like one story after the other, just like that. And it's, it's kind of like these, um, you know, and people say like, you know, the, the, the 10 year old in the 10 year old me is freak would be freaking out right now if they knew that they, they get to, to do all these fun things in, in, in baseball. Yeah. And that, that's kind of been like the last, the last six years of, of running this thing. It just seems like one, one surprise and one blessing after the other of like, um, things that I would have, could have never, ever imagined would have happened. Yeah. I mean, it, it truly is amazing. And, and I, I want to ask, you know, deep down inside, you know, as a, as a creative, as someone who's got that, maybe a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit, what was it on October 30th, 2013 that said, I'm ready, even though I'm not ready, I'm ready to mm-hmm. put, kind of put my chips in on this piece of art and I'm ready to, to, to show my work. Uh, yeah. What was it deep inside that said, I'm going to go ahead and push that button and, and go. <laughs> to be honest, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> like I, I really have no idea because looking, looking back on it, it was, um, it was highly irresponsible Yeah, to do something, <laughs> to do something like that. But it was, it was, um, yeah, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that. I don't, I think it, I think I believed in it. Like, I I think I truly believed that if I love this, if I love this idea so much, then chances are someone else will too. And I don't know. I just, (laughs) I just, I just went for it. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't because I was like expecting to, later on, you know, get invited to the all-star game and home run derby and collaborate with Louisville slugger and paint the bats for the home run derby, um, and get to work with MLB teams. And, you know, like the Red Sox have been like awesome to work with and, um, getting asked to speak on stage and getting asked to, you know, podcasts like this, like I, I, I didn't, I didn't do it for all of those things that, that I've received because I did it. I just, I did it because I think it's just, I I love baseball and I love design and I I love starting businesses and I love trying to figure out like, how can I make a, how can I make a dent or a ripple in, in what's going on in, in the modern, you know, uh, social media or like, you know, I I don't know. It's, I, does that that answer your question? Just a bunch of mumbling and (laughs) bumbling through the answer. Like it, it was just something that I had to do it. Yeah. Like I had to. Well, no, I think that's perfect. And and I, I jotted down, you said, uh, I think I really believed in it. And I mean, to me that, you know, that that's an, enough of the answer. Um, you know, that's, that's what's so great about creating things is if it's something you really, really believe in, like you're going to do it. Like nothing, nothing's going to yeah. stop you from doing it. So I think that's great. Um, yeah. And I, and I think, you know, doing these podcasts with, with people like you and, um, it, it reminds me that it reminds me of why I did it. And that, that's a, that's a great question. And I can't wait to, uh, go back and listen to this again and, and, uh, 
and I, I did believe in it and I, and I still, and I still do. I, it's something that I still believe in and I'm still proud of. Well, that, that's awesome. And I think it is something to be proud of. And, um, I just have a couple more questions uh, for you. You, I think you, you said you've been at, uh, she reads truth, uh, for about seven months. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, so you're creative director, you mentioned how, you know, you're, you're leading a small team, but you're also punching the buttons. You're, you're doing the, you know, you're, you're very involved with the work. And now we just heard about, you know, the amazing things you've been able to do with Mitchell Back Company and how it's evolved. How, do you find time, you know, you're married, you've got, uh, how many kids do you have? Three girls, three girls, you know, and, and how do you find the time to, to balance the, and I, I know the, the short answer has got to be, well, it's hard, it's difficult, but how do you, how do you <laughs> find time to balance the, the, the quote unquote full-time job, the, the side hustle and family and, and all that stuff? How do you find, how do you find that balance? Yeah, it, it is hard. And, um, you know, for the, for the last, I don't know when I started doing this, but I started, I started leaving my phone in my car at night, Mm. um, just to, just to get away from text messages and Instagram likes and Instagram DMS and Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn, all the stuff that, that I need to run the, to run this side business. But I have to make a conscious effort to put it away because it, because I mean, I can, I can just scroll, 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 scroll my phone for hours. If, if I let myself in the meantime, you know, my kids are getting older and you know, my wife is wanting to talk to me and, and I have to make a conscious decision to, to put it away. Um, recently I've had to say no to really good opportunities. Um, getting to work with, um, certain teams or getting to travel and go do things. And, and I still do that. I still, I still work with teams and I still travel, but, um, I can't say yes to everything anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I, and I said yes to everything for the last like five years or so, but, um, you know, I, eventually you have to start saying no to even really good opportunities. It's, you know, you have to prune the rose bushes and like focus on, focus on what's, what's always going to be there. Like my family is always going to be there. I don't know how long Mitchell bat is going to be there. And if, if I don't make a conscious effort to put it aside every once in a while, then my family is going to grow, grow away from me. And that's not what I want. That's not why, that's not why I got married. That's not why I had kids. And so, you know, the, some nights, some nights there's some late nights. Um, some, some mornings there's some early mornings, but it's, but it's not every night. It's not every morning. It's not every weekend. Um, it's just, it's finding those pockets of time when I can really be productive and get a lot of work done. And sometimes that's, Sometimes that's five o'clock in the morning. Sometimes that's two o'clock in the morning, you know, going to bed at 8 PM sometimes so I can rest, uh, and get up super early and get knock out two hours of work and then go to my day job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not a, it's not a cookie cookie cutter, uh, schedule for sure. Um, I find the time when I can, um, 
but like I said, like really being, being, um, forthright by like leaving my phone in my car. And that, and that's a, that's a challenge that anyone that is, anyone that is in this position or even not, I mean, if, if you don't have a side hustle, but, but you are trying to make changes, like start there, like put your phone away. Like there's really nothing on your phone that you need to, to see, um, on a regular basis, I feel like. And that's been really good for me to like, to miss text messages and to miss emails and to, you know, like that person is going to be there tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, there's nothing that urgent. Yeah, that's, that is great. Um, it's a great perspective to have and something we definitely need to remember. Um, but before we get out of here, uh, Jeremy, you had mentioned to circle back around to Mitchell Sporting Co. Um, what, what's that? So, um, for six years, or so, um, I feel like I've been, I've been asked, um, by all these people that are like, Hey, have you thought about painting throwing axes? Hey, have you thought about painting hockey sticks? Hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And I have, um, but I, I just haven't had the desire. Um, you know, base, baseball, baseball is my, my number one sport, but we watch sports in my house all the time. Um, and so, mm-hmm. um, I launched this on Christmas day. It was a Christmas present to myself. And, uh, I launched MitchellSportingCo.com, and it's going to be right now. There's right now there's uh, custom hockey sticks. Um, there's custom painted, um, throwing axes. There's, there's handmade baseballs on there from Huntington baseball co, um, friend of mine. And we're going to add leather, leather goods. We're going to add, um, you know, other apparel, um, that really celebrates the heritage of, all sports, not just baseball. And so it's kind of a big, um, for me, it's kind of like, it's big, it's a kind of a big shift because now we're, we get to talk about stuff all year around instead of just during baseball season. And, um, I'm really excited to see Mm -hmm. where it goes. And it's, it's a, it's funny because, you know, when I started Mitchell bat, I didn't know anything about any of this. I didn't know. I didn't even, I didn't know that teams had like pro sports had uh, you know, design teams. I didn't know where that stuff came from. And so now, um, I'm, I'm friends with these, you know, creative directors at different te- different sports. And, um, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of where the sticks where the hockey sticks go and where the throwing axes go. We, we kind of soft launched mm-hmm. it, the axes kind of before Christmas and, and, and we, we sold some and so people are interested. And so, um, it's just, you know, we, we have the resources and, and we have the paint and the sticks and the hockey and the, you know, and the, and the axes and stuff. And so, um, trying, trying something new, um, to see where, where this can take me to, um, and you know, where the, where the Batco has taken me, it's taken me beyond my wildest imagination. Um, and, and so, uh, I'm excited to see where Mitchell Sporting Co. takes us. Yeah, uh, this sounds awesome, and it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Well, uh, Jeremy, uh, as as we uh, wrap this up, I, I wondered if you have any words of encouragement for fellow creatives, um, maybe in the in the church world, or, or you know they're doing something, or maybe they've got an idea for a side hustle, or uh, just any kind of encouragement. Yeah, I mean, I think just being like super transparent and super honest with the people you work with, um, is, is one thing. Um, I'm reading a book right now called radical candor 
and uh, it just it talks about it talks about honesty and talks about you know at, at the workplace being honest with people you work with and just being just being radically candor, <laughs> um, saying what you mean. Obviously, don't be a jerk, but um, you know there's there were times in my career when I didn't speak up when when I didn't when I didn't think that something should be done. Um, whether or not that would have changed the tra- trajectory of that project or that conversation or whatever. But I, I look back on my career and I wish I would have spoken up um, more and and not like in a jerky way, but just like in, a, in an honest way. Like if you're thinking it, go to your boss and, and say, hey, I have an idea because like your boss would love that. Um, your boss would love to hear from you. Like just go to your boss and say, Hey, I have an idea. Um, and if you're not having regular one-on-ones with your boss, like, like try to set that up. If they're not doing that, try to set that up with them, uh, like a weekly one-on-one and, and just share your thoughts. Um, I use, uh, I use Trello for, for my, uh, team one-on-ones, Trello.com. It's like a, you know, a board with like, um, different lanes. And so I'm, I'm asking for feedback, um, from my team. And so if you're, if your boss is not continually asking for regular feedback, like try to sort of implement that at your, uh, at your job if you can. We want to thank Jeremy again for stopping by and joining the show. Uh, if uh, baseball bats are your thing or hockey sticks or throwing axes or anything like that, go check out Mitchell Bat Company and Mitchell Sporting Co. And then uh, I highly encourage you to check out He Reads Truth and She Reads Truth. Uh, they have apps and uh, they're, they're a great follow on Instagram as well. Yeah. Awesome. Check it out. Um, don't forget our February workshop coming up. It will be at North Church in OKC on February 15th. We're going to have great speakers like Josh Louder. Um, help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. We, we will have great speakers. Josh Louder, uh, one of our Create Initiative uh, team leads. He is at Version. And uh, he's been uh, designing a ton of stuff for them over there. And then uh, Dustin Coble from Victory Tulsa will be with us. And uh, he's their design director. And then Greg Vinnerholm, who Greg. formerly was of, that's who you can, yeah. can think of. Greg. Right? Well, they're, na- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we need Kyle. We that's need <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> no. Hashtag we uh, need Kyle. Uh, Kyle, you have to be a father, don't you? Um, no, but seriously, Greg Vinnerholm will be with us. Greg has got years and years of design experience, both. Uh, in the secular world and in the church world. He was previously of Church on the Move, and uh, he has recently moved over to a design firm in Tulsa. And so uh, it's going to be super practical, and then we're going to talk about some philosophical things too. So it'll be a little bit of both. Some of it will be like take notes. The other part will be grab your computer Mm -hmm. and uh, punch this button, and we're going to show you what it does. So uh, it'll be great. How much is it? $50. $50. It is $50, and that includes lunch and uh, maybe a couple other surprises. And so we like are... vegan pastries. Like vegan pastries. Uh, we'll have those for breakfast, potentially. They'll be in the shape of a donut, most likely. No, they'll be in the shape of a leaf. A leaf. Because a they're leaf. vegan. Because they're vegan. And that's what a leaf does, um, is create vegan food. 
<laughs> exactly. Plant-based, man. <laughs> Plant-based. But uh, it's it is it's going to be a great time. So $50 will get you in the door. Or uh, as we've mentioned before, we're going to have four different workshops throughout the year. One uh, after this, we'll have a communication workshop in May, then a live production workshop in August and a video workshop in November. And so uh, we would love for you to join us for all four workshops. And you can actually buy a season pass. We have less than 20 season passes available, Kyler. Um, but you can buy one for $175. So you get $25 off the off the price if you buy them individually. And uh, we've talked about it before, but if you're at a church that has a team of several staff or several volunteers that all do different things, uh, I highly encourage you to go ahead and purchase one or two season passes and then send the person who who would benefit the most from that specific workshop. Mix and match. Mix and match. So you're buying a license and uh, use it at your leisure. So uh, $175 for the season pass. Like I said, we've got less than 20 of those available. So grab yours before they are gone. Well, Kyler. Yes. We made it. That was rough, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know Kyle will be the first to tell you that, well, I don't do anything. Yeah, he's going to be like, I'm not even funny. But he just adds so much to the dynamic. Um, But Kyler, you know, uh, while you're here, you've you've been on a few of these episodes now, right before the end of the year. And Mm -hmm. as we kicked off the year, are you still still liking being a part? Oh, yeah. These are great. Well, good. We've we've enjoyed having you, and uh, we've hesitated to let you know, but we've actually received some great uh, no feedback, way. and uh, people like hearing your voice. So uh, you're doing a great job, and thank you wow. for being on the Create Initiative. And listener, we appreciate you taking time to listen to this, and uh, we hope you have a great week, and that you can take what we've talked about today and uh, use it creatively. So for Kyler Clapp, I'm Jason Evans. And for Kyle Lee, who's out there somewhere taking care of his kids, uh, we will see you later.